0: is 520 and this is the kdll evening news for wednesday february 28th on 91.9 fm kenai soldatna listener supported public radio for the central kenai peninsula i'm Riley board thanks for tuning in coming up Perjury charges against a retired Homer judge are dismissed, the state works to revise its rejected transportation plan, and a local film festival focuses on indigenous language. But first... An Utqiagvik man died by suicide in a Soldatna hotel yesterday, according to Soldatna police. In a Wednesday press release from the department, Police say staff at the Aspen Hotel in Soldotna requested a wellness check on 41-year-old Nels Amott. Staff told police they had been unable to contact him and were concerned. Amat's family told police he was having a mental health crisis. According to the release, police knocked on the door to Amat's room and heard a single gunshot. Alaska state troopers also responded and officers entered the room where they found Amat with a single gunshot wound. He was still breathing when emergency responders arrived, but died of his wounds on the way to the hospital. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be reached at 988. An Anchorage judge has dismissed a perjury charge against a former Homer judge who was indicted by a grand jury last spring. As the judge lays out in his 32-page dismissal, the indictment was fraught with procedural errors and tainted evidence. In April, a Kenai grand jury charged retired Judge Margaret Murphy with one felony count of perjury. It was related to the case of David Haig, who was tried and convicted in 2005 for unlawful hunting charges. Murphy presided over Haig's case, and in the decades since, he's become a vocal advocate against judicial corruption, which he says was a factor in his case. Murphy's attorneys filed a motion to dismiss her case in October and presented oral arguments in January. The case was assigned to Anchorage Superior Court Judge Thomas Matthews after all Kenai Superior Court judges recused themselves. In the dismissal, Matthews describes the strangeness of the case which was handled by independent prosecutor Clint Campion rather than a state attorney. Matthews concurred with all four of Murphy's arguments for a dismissal. First, he says, the grand jury lacked a necessary quorum when it indicted Murphy because only 11 of 12 required jurors were present. Next, Matthew says, the indictment lacked necessary detail about what exactly Murphy had done to allegedly perjure herself. He also says, Campion provided inaccurate instructions to the grand jury about the standard to indict and that the jury received tainted evidence from Haig himself who testified with materials the judge described as hearsay, and also approached a grand juror individually to give her a packet of information. The prosecutor can re-present the case to a grand jury for a new indictment and has 10 days to inform the court if he plans to do so. If not, the case will be dismissed. Campion said he has not yet decided if he'll present the case again, but he's aware of the upcoming deadline. After federal authorities rejected Alaska's four-year statewide highway project funding plan earlier this month, the state's Department of Transportation is racing to submit revisions by Friday. State officials say they've removed or changed many high-expense projects in the process, although the exact changes are not yet public. On February 9th, federal agencies responsible for approving the Statewide Transportation Improvement Program, or STIP, rejected the proposal, which includes more than $5 billion in highway projects across Alaska. The department now has until March 1st to fix the five most serious issues with the plan before resubmitting and a longer timeline to revise secondary issues. In a Senate Finance Committee meeting Wednesday morning, Transportation Commissioner Ryan Anderson updated lawmakers on the revision. Some senators expressed worry about what will happen to the state's construction industry and anticipated highway projects if the STIP is not approved or only conditionally approved. Senator Lyman Hoffman, a Bethel Democrat, pointed out Alaska's unique position.
1: It's my understanding that we're the only state this year that has been asked for a resubmittal. And uh, I think that is uh, a drastic step by the federal government.
0: Anderson said some projects were removed from the plan. He wasn't able to answer questions in committee about what exactly has been removed from the STIP for the revision, but said those changes were still ongoing as of this morning. But the Cooper Landing Bypass on the central Kenai Peninsula, one of the department's most expensive capital projects, did come up. Although a critical aspect of that project, the Juneau Creek Bridge, has already been funded and is underway, Anderson told Sitka Republican Senator Bert Stedman in an exchange that future segments of that project will no longer be in the Stip.
1: At this point in the Stip, you won't see any any planned expenditures for, obligations i should say for cooper landing between 2024 and 2027. so does that so the way i interpret that then that's coming out of the stip to be dealt with in the either through an amendment in the future and or a new stip in 2728 is that yeah chair stephan that's correct he
0: said other projects that will be pulled from the plan include work on the parks richardson sterling and seward highways although in most cases they'll just be broken up into different segments, not removed entirely.
1: We're looking at a lot of that, and so you will see where the projects are still in there, but there's one phase of it versus the whole thing.
0: A DOT spokesperson said the department will publicly release the full list of removed projects once the revised STIP is finalized, within a few days. After the March 1st deadline, Anderson said, the department will focus on second tier issues over the next six months, including more coordination with local transportation groups in Anchorage, Fairbanks, and the mat
1: I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get there. It's going to take some resources.
0: Anderson described the department's progress on the revision as being at 90 percent, in advance of the Friday deadline for resubmission. After DOT submits their revised STIP, federal transportation officials have 30 days to approve or respond to it. And finally... The Kenai Peninsula Borough School District will host its second annual Virtual Indigenous Film Festival this Thursday. Inspired by a United Nations virtual series about reviving Indigenous languages, the student-made films will highlight the Suxton language from the village of Nanwalik and two dialects of the Dena'ina language. Last year, only two films were submitted for the festival. This year, 16 films, produced by students across the peninsula, will be screened. Rachel Pyock is the school district's Indigenous Education Specialist.
1: I'll give you a quote from Khaled Husseini, an um, Afghan-born American uh, novelist and physician. He said, if culture was a house, then language is the key to the front door and to all the rooms inside. It's actually through our language that we express attributes of our culture. The, the words we use and often give insights into how we see the world, what we believe in, our values, and what we hold dear.
0: The films range from one to five minutes long. Some students spotlight traditional song and dance, while others highlight their language's words and phrases. Payock says events like these help people learn about their language, which helps them learn more about themselves.
1: We have traditional languages that are not being spoken, or they're in the process of revitalization. When that's taken away, when language is taken away, the culture and the people suffer, there's a disconnect.
0: Although organized by the school district, submissions for future indigenous film festivals are open to everyone on the peninsula. This year's submissions were made by elementary through high school age students. Piyok says she hopes this festival will engage filmmakers on their language journey.
1: I want them to see the beauty of traditional languages. And I want them to see Alaska and Alaskan cultures in its whole beauty. Um, Oftentimes the indigenous stories are not shared as readily and so we often forget the
0: 2024 indigenous language film festival will be broadcast on youtube thursday at noon 3 p.m and 6 p.m you can also view it on the school district's indigenous education website and that's all for tonight's kdll evening news we had help from KDLL's Zone Hunter Morrison. You can find us online at kdll.org. I'm Rayleigh Board. Thanks for tuning in.